Thank you guys so much for tuning in for season one, episode four of the Pretty Girl Be Healed podcast. We're so grateful that you've decided to join us tonight. Yes, today we are talking about unboxing ourselves and the road to tra- authenticity. Authenticity. Auth- uh, no, I can't even talk today. Authenticity. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I was about to say transparency, but um, I think both of them go hand in hand. But today we're talking about authentic. We're talking about being authentic and what that looks like and what our journey from being really inauthentic to authentic. Authentic. Oh, my God. Authentic. Yes. There you go. There you go, pretty girl. Help me out. Help me out today. Lord. Yes. What that journey looks like. So, um. The first thing I wanted to start with is interestingly enough or intentionally enough after our last episode, the father, he, he immediately gave me some feedback and his feedback was, I want y'all to dig a little deeper. He said, you are being too safe. And if you go a little deeper, if you share some of the experiences that you had, even if they're painful, even if it's something that if you have, even if you have to walk down that road again, it's something that I need my people to hear. So, you know, we are all about digging to the roots. And ultimately, if we don't dig to the root, we can't be free of some of the things that plague us. So today we're going to go a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that, you know, we each um, have gone through journeys and situations where we were boxed in. You Mm -hmm. know, the title um, of the episode tonight is Unbox Me, The Journey to Your Authentic Self. And, you know, in some way, shape or form, either in childhood, in our friendships, at work or any of those capacities, we have been boxed in and Mm -hmm. it has caused us to almost dim our lights on who we really are. So tonight's episode is intended to explore that so that you um, will be able to identify and to reignite the truest you of your identity. And you can walk into your authentic self no matter who's in the room, what your challenges are, what your obstacles are. You will always show up as you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I guess we can just go ahead and get started. So as I was praying to the Lord about what should be discussed on today. He just brought me back to the root. And I think as we have this conversation, we even challenge anyone who is watching our podcast to ask the Lord to go back to when it first started. And for me, when I look back to when it first started, he, the Lord showed me that it started with rejection. And a lot of times for anyone, when we are looking at inauthenticity, it's because we are trying to conform to somebody else's ideal of what we should be. Mm-hmm. And um, as a child, you know, and, and I'll give the disclaimer that this is nothing against my parents. Um, we'll, we'll explore uh, relationships with parents and, and forgiveness, but that's not for this episode. But um, my parents did what they, they were supposed to do. They brought me into this world. So it's nothing against my parents. This is my story. This is my truth. But from the beginning, my father wanted no parts of any children that was, that was very much aware by everyone. So from the beginning, I didn't have a relationship with my father and with my mother, it really was just carrying, you know, not only weight from things that she experienced as a child, but, you know, 
having to mother uh, two children. I'm a twin having to mother two children on her own. So from, from the early on, I was rejected. Right. And when you get to this place of rejection, you, you get to the point of, well, what do I need to do so that I can be accepted? And that is when people play pleasing comes in and, um, impostering other things come in. And for me, I think that school and being smart <laughs> was a thing for me. I always was really, really smart at school. I always, it just, it just was something that came easy to me. So when it came to me and pleasing people, oh, well, I, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be smart and I'm going to work as hard as I can to be smart. And that's, that's where it started with me. It's just, um, it started with my parents. It started with my relationship with my parents. And then um, it just continued to go from there. So I'll just, I'll just, I'll just pass it over to you, fellow pretty girl, but where you think it started when it, that inauthenticity started. Yeah. I think for me, it was my school journey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my parents did a really good job raising me to be me, mm -hmm. um, especially early on. You know, I remember, I don't remember much of my childhood, but the things that I do remember was me being able to do pretty much anything, mm -hmm. explore anything, whether it be sports, clubs, all those other things to kind of determine what I wanted. And my parents never really got in the way of it. So mm -hmm. even if they didn't necessarily agree with the club or the even the decision, they supported it because I was making the decision. Mm -hmm. But I think the journey for me started in my school years. Mm -hmm. um, I am very much a person um, that is an intellect. Mm -hmm. So things come to me pretty easy. Mm -hmm. um, I never had to study hard. I never had to, um, you know, do too much. Mm -hmm. I could literally, you know, sit for the lecture, sit for the class, sit all day in school, learn it, apply it the first time, and didn't really have to study and mm -hmm. pass the test. I remember times where my parents thought that I was, um, you know, not doing my homework and failing <laughs> because I would come home and, yeah. you know, get my homework done and be out in the streets double dutching. And they're like, well, what about your homework? And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's done. So I remember my father, I'm um, getting on a tangent, but it'll make sense. My father um, was said, well, you're grounded until I see your report card. And mm -hmm. I thought that was so unfair because I'm like, yo, I... I did the work, yeah. but I got the report card and it was straight A's, honors roll mm -hmm. at that point, what it was called honor roll or president's list. And, you know, so in, in, my intellects came natural to me. Um, I'm an avid reader. I don't like TV and all those things. So I was already different from my counterparts. Mm -hmm. I was already different. And I was also from a very young age, a very fashionable person. Mm -hmm. I love pretty girls. I love pink. I love jewelry. I love heels. I like getting dressed up for no reason. And I remember, being rejected by my peers because I didn't dress the same way as them. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a little girl in cute skirts and I love, you know, things like that. And it was just my style. It was things that I loved. And I remember just, you know, people not wanting to talk to me, not wanting to um, deal with me because I was different. Mm -hmm. And that journey into high school, it journeyed into friendships, you know, it journeyed into this deep-seated um uh, decision of mine to hide the things that I truly love about myself to be accepted by my mm -hmm. peers. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've even had, uh, you know, associates or people say to me, do you have to be doing so much? Right. Do you have to be so dressed up every time we go out? Right. Well, why come you got dressed up just to sit in my living room or just, just to sit, you know, and we're not really going nowhere. But it was my innate nature. And I found myself in those situations not getting dressed, yeah. 
not doing my makeup, yeah. not getting my nails done, you know, to conform almost yeah. because it, it felt better to just conform and bear it and grin than to be out cute by yourself. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think that a lot of um, me being boxed in came from just a journey of trying to establish friendships with people who did not accept me at my authentic self. Yes. Yeah, so um, let me let me go back and, and connect a couple of dots before I go forward. So I talked about how that that inauthenticity started in school, um, and really what took place is that because I was good at being smart, I shared mm-hmm. that with my my pretty girl over here. Mm-hmm. That formed that started to form my identity. I started to to operate in a way that how I perform is me is who I am so it, it again with same thing with my fellow pretty girl over here straight A's throughout my entire scholastic career then when I got to um as an adult and I started to navigate you know being in relationships mm-hmm. and having children it really became everything I viewed was how well I performed mm-hmm. um I started to run things as if I was running a business. I used to, to, to work for a company where it was um, very much metrics, very much uh, metrics driven. So if you got um, this score, then, then you were excelling at what you were doing. And literally I started to raise, I started to, to raise parent my children that way. I started to treat my significant other as, as a metric, everything that I, that I framed in my life was a metric. And I remember being at this um, company and, you know, this was, this was something that, that I've experienced in, in, throughout my career is that I start one place and then I power through um, promotion after promotion and promotion. And I don't say that to be, um, you know, halting or anything like that. That's just was something that I, that I was, you know, strive to do because I was very results driven. And I remember that I um, had, had finally gotten this promotion and the way it took place was that it's not only did I get the promotion, but I skipped over a whole bunch of other people who had been at the company longer than me. So not only had I got the promotion, but now everybody hate me as well. Mm, right. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> but then I remember calling someone and I just felt this emptiness, this, um, something, it, it, it literally, um, was in my core. And I remember getting a promotion, but feeling completely purposeless. Like, like, what was the purpose of this? And, you know, that was the catalyst for, for everything in, in my life as I know it to start to uh, reform because I really thought of everything as this is this is performing or it's not performing. And I yeah. treated everything across the board as a metric. And you can imagine how that was turning out for me. Yeah. You know what's interesting? You just you just gave me a revelation or God gave me a revelation through what you said because um part of the boxing in that I experienced 
was in moments of celebration. I couldn't celebrate. Mm -hmm. And um, what I mean by that is there were times that were so noteworthy in my life and times that I wanted to celebrate, but I looked around and had to be very cautious with who I share information with, even down to my bloodline. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, you know, uh, shout to the rooftops when I made a promotion. Um, I couldn't, you know, um, celebrate, you know, those things because people would either be jealous, they wouldn't be happy for you. Um, I was surrounded by people who just could not clap when it was my turn to win. Um, though I might have been there for them and other, and this this no shade, no tea. I'm just I'm speaking how it is, how I started in this box me situation. And I even think now, I'm like, wow, you know, I talked a lot about getting my license last week uh, to for my profession. And um, I think I said on the podcast last week, what's next? And I didn't have an answer, mm-hmm. um, you know, or I, and I even said, like, people were asking, like, how are you going to celebrate? How are you going to celebrate? And I didn't have an answer. And it, even in this moment, it's triggering me to think, like, you don't have an answer because you you, you had gotten so used to being boxed in, mm-hmm. uncelebrated, mm-hmm. you know, um, that you... I I have decided not to celebrate because I know that others around me were not going to equally celebrate. And that's not the case now. You know, I'm surrounded by an army of friends that see me win if I if, if, if I do small things, let alone the really big things. But it just, you know, you saying that triggered me to believe or to think like, oh, snap, the reason why I don't celebrate, the reason why, you know, I, I have a hard time celebrating even my most smaller um, of accomplishments is because... I, you know, I didn't have that friendship. I didn't have those people to kind of power through with me and celebrate yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that has been my experience as well. Um, you know, when people see you excel, they just think that, you know, you're trying to, you know, be a, be a, a know-it-all or yeah. you're trying to, that you're trying to outshine other people. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the, the weird part about that. But, you know, when I think about anything that I've tried to accomplish, first of all, it's, it's, it's some, in a lot of ways, it was unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> it was really um, trying to obtain these things just for the sake of saying that I obtained them. Um, but I definitely shared it with you that, yeah. um, you have people who look at you and they, they, they can't clap for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, but I will say in my journey towards authenticity, um, I've learned that, you know, the word says that we, we are not to look into the face, a face of men mm-hmm. and yes, um, encouragement is good, but I will say that this journey of, looking to people for that affirmation and for the confirmation that what I did was good was, it was really me needing to not, to not, to not to look to them. Yeah. Um, so we can get to the, the other side of trans of going to authenticity, um, later in our conversation. But I will say that that was something that I learned in this, in this process. Um, not to say that some people are angels haters, <laughs> but because because there are some people who who definitely just don't want to see you do well, and there are even some people who are placed who are strategically placed in your circle who are sent to plant seeds that you cannot do it. Yeah. My um my can't do it. That you're doing too much. That um I remember 
and and it, this could even be leaders and it's not any of my leaders currently i have amazing leaders who 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 pour into me who are integral but um it it could be your leader as well you know i've had um former leaders who who said some who planted some of the most um bad seeds or tries to plant mm-hmm. bad seeds into me as well so it could it could come in any form yeah. so um when you're thinking about you know why you are where you are and 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 trying to turn away from your inauthentic self um it's really even thinking about the seeds that were planted because um the seeds need to be uprooted all these things need to be uprooted in order for you to pivot to the person that you are truly um meant to be yeah you know i even want to um talk about i think it's important to talk about and the holy spirit literally just dropped this in my in my in my my lap um what are the warning signs of inauthenticity Mm -hmm. um and i think that one of the warning signs of inauthenticity is um this internal dislike for yourself because you're doing things that you really don't want to Mm -hmm. do or you're making decisions that you really don't want to make so publicly you're making these decisions and you're smiling and you're grinning when intrinsically or internally you're beating yourself up because it's not really what you want to do and you're hiding what you want to do um another red flag of being inauthentic or even being boxed in looks like you um, putting on a mask, putting on this smile when really inside you're like, I wish I would have done. I wish I would have said. I wish I would have made the decision. Um, and, and even uh, another red flag is hiding. Mm-hmm. You find yourself hiding parts about yourself because you're scared of what someone else is going to say about you, um, and which, which it, you know, over time invokes a sense of fear to be who you really are. So if you find yourself in situations where you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I wish I could, I yeah. wish I could. And yeah. I've been there, you know, looking in the mirror, looking at myself in tights and a t-shirt, you know, knowing that that, it, that was never me. It was never something I even desired to wear. Looking at myself in flats when I really want to wear heels, being upset at me, not at what, what was going on around me, but being upset at me because I was too afraid to show up as me. If you're finding yourself in those spaces where you're masking. Yes. You're hiding. Mm -hmm. You're even avoiding you in the mirror because you know that if you look back at you, you know that that's not truly you that you're showing to the world. Um, Those are indicators that you are being boxed in. You're either boxing yourself in, you're allowing others to box you in, but you're boxed in and who you really are at your core. There's literally a box with barbed wire around it while you show the world the facade that you put on every day for acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I just wanted to through some of the consequences of that. When I think about my marriage, um, as my sister was talking, I was thinking about how I brought up to my now ex-husband, I said to him before we got married that I wanted to go to marriage counseling and I wanted to do so with somebody in the church. It was something that was important to me. Um, but again, from a, a people pleasing perspective, which 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 comes when you are being inauthentic, you want to please those around you. So instead of insisting on us doing that, and even seeing that it was a very huge red flag that he did not want to, to, to really have anything to do with the church or anything to do with counseling, we went on and we got married. And I came into into covenant with something that that honestly truly was not ordained by God. And, you know, ultimately the, the consequence of that was divorce, you know? So when you think about the partner that you're going to be, um, 
coupled with even your church. Um, I did speak about, you know, former leaders who were really implanting bad seeds. And when I look at inauthenticity and, and the fruits of that, right? Because when we talk about fruits, um, there could be good fruit or bad fruit. You know, even if we're talking in plain terms, you might have a tree and there might be some rotten fruit on that tree, right? And when we talk about bad fruits, the bad fruits of inauthenticity, you're people pleasing. As my sister talked about, you have a mask on. You are trying to conform with things that you should not be conforming to when the word tells us that we need to be set apart. The word tells us that we're called out. We're called out people that procure your people, right? So this is the things that I'm supposed to be, but I am fighting to be the same as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And when I think about even what I came into covenant with, when it comes to my religious walk you know that is something that you have to be careful about as well um when I when I started to walk and I really truly wanted to have a relationship with God because I was already in a mindset of impostering thing and imitating things that I saw I looked to my left and my right and I and I saw the things that other people were doing and really it cultivated this inauthentic relationship with God. And when I think about the grand scheme of everything that we're talking about, that to me was the most consequential is to not truly be um, in relationship with the father. Mm -hmm. I mean, the father, you know, just having a truly inauthentic relationship where you're performing and you're doing everything that you see um, those around you do versus truly having a relationship with him. And um, I would say that as I journeyed out of inauthenticity to my authentic self, um, that was the biggest fruit of that is my relationship with the father. Yeah, yeah. let's walk there for a second because I think it's important to paint the picture of what this looks like because now we've, we've painted this image of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're boxed in. Mm-hmm. So now we have presented ourselves to the world as something that we're not. Yeah. And then we spend all day with that facade, yeah. with this image, yeah. with this demeanor, with this character that we have created. Yeah. When the Bible says, before I before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Yes. Um, and but, but instead, we've taken on a different form. We've taken on this form that we have, have created in this box to be accepted by the society, your mm-hmm. friends, the world, whomever. And then we, we don't take that mask off. We mm-hmm. become this. Mm-hmm. We walk this out. We become this. And what happens is we go to prayer with this facade on. Yes. Yes. And we're angry. Yes. And we're hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you Ooh, know, Jesus. but God, you know, but God, but God, but God, you said, you said, he's like, but I called you. Right. So it's literally a tug of war and prayer because here you come with this mask on telling the father what's not working and why you're angry and this, that, and the third. When the father was like, well, I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Yeah, who are you? You know, who, who <laughs> Paul, I know, Jesus, I know, but who are you? Who are you? you know, you know, because we, we have put together, we We've knitted this, this sense of identity for ourselves. And the father is looking at us in prayer like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. This is not who I called you to be. You are a collection of the things, of the traumas and the triggers and the things that have been said about you. You have cultivated this, you know, th- these ideas to be who you are. And it goes from, you know, you 
have it on the facade. The, fati- the facade turns into rejection. Rejection turns into identity issues. Mm-hmm. Identity issues turn to, into, into a, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is prolonged. It turns into a trauma because now you mm-hmm. really don't know who you are mm-hmm. because there have been years and yes. years and years of this false creation that you've cultivated of yourself when God is like, I need you to start from over here because here is where I called you. You've created yourself to be over there and that's not what I have for you. Yeah. If you would just take off the mask... If you would just come out of hiding, if you would come out of the cave, because I've been in that cave, if you come out of the cave and you show up as you, the you that I created you to be, the you that I have called you before the foundation of the earth to be, everything you're asking me for is in your identity, the identity that I gave you, not the identity that you created. Um, So I think it's, it's, it's important to... Paint that picture because while we're talking to this father, the father's looking at this image like, who is this? Yeah. How about who this woman? Like legit because, you know, we come to God as who we think we should be instead of who he says we are. And I think that that's another indicator, you know, that we, you know... We don't have a choice. Time is not forever. We don't have a choice but to show up as ourselves. And mm-hmm. it don't matter what anybody else says. I had to come to that point. There was a time where I wouldn't open my mouth. There was a time that I would I, I could not be me because those around me would try to smother the real me yeah. for whatever the reason. Yeah. And I had to get to a point where I had to be okay being Kaya, Nakaya, even if I had to walk alone. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, there was a part of me me in a season of me that couldn't couldn't didn't even like my name yeah you know there was a time in me that didn't like looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. there was a time in me where I let others talk me out of who I am and I find myself by myself with all of these these identities of me and don't really know who I am don't know who you are don't know who I am Mm -hmm. but when you know I had to fight to find my place again and to find who I am but now that I am who I am you know your voice matters your voice means something God didn't just put you on this earth for no there is a there is a purpose and there is a plan for you, but y- you can't show up with a facade on and say that you are who, who God says you are. Yeah, you know y- you you cannot continue on in life just oh well such and so and so I said I couldn't be or I wouldn't be so mm-hmm. I'm not going to be. No, you you did not come into this world you know uh, with a group of friends. You know when God called you and He created you, it was a roundtable discussion with Himself, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There yes. was no other person there that had a say about who you really were. He did not consult anybody else but himself. So he created you with a purpose, which means that it is your mandate if you are God's chosen to walk in your purpose. So never mind what people have to say, never mind what the naysayers are saying, you have to adjust your crown, even when it hurts. Because trust me, I've been through seasons in friendships and family ships and all those other ships (laughs) where it cut me to the core. But But it was all an ordained plan by God because even in the cutting, even in the bruising, even in the tears, I found me. Yeah. And I can stand on this on this platform and tell you that I am my most authentic self today, probably more than I have ever been because of those experiences. Yeah. So understand that you need to be you even if you have to walk alone. Understanding that walking alone is only but for a season mm-hmm. because there are a people that are waiting up, waiting for you to show up as you so they can join you. Yes. They can yes. join you. Yes. You know, so, so I think it's, it's important not only to understand the red flags, but understand that what happens, you know, once you've identified those red flags and the journey of really becoming you, because here's the reality. There's no one else like you. Yeah. There's nobody else that can do what you do. So why not show up 
as your own blueprint. Yeah. There is nobody else that can carbon copy you, even if they try, because God called you to be the original. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think about, you know, again, just going back to my early word walk and wanting to, I wanted to please God so much. And even, even for the one out there who, who is really doing the things that they think they should be doing and, 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 and checking the box off of what they should think they should be doing as a Christian. I remember, you know, the clothes I wore and the way I acted and it felt like I had a costume on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and the word says that we are to come to, we are to worship the father in spirit and in truth. And we can't do that. We can't come to him in prayer. We can't come to him in worship. If we are in a costume, yeah. you were literally bound coming to the father. I remember just last year, I was so bent on performing on so point, so bent on having a successful relationship with the father, right? Sounds ludicrous. That's, I didn't think I was able to be angry. Mm. I remember that I started to feel depressed. I started to deal with anxiety and really inside I was ready to spontaneous, spontaneously combust because I was not able to release this anger and I wasn't able to release this anger because it did not fit into the mold of the identity that I had created for myself. And um, my pretty girl over here touched on this, that sometimes the identity that you create for yourself, the inauthentic um, version of yourself is so fabricated that you don't even know where the real you begin Mm -hmm. and the real you ends. So I I would challenge anyone who was watching this to ask the Lord, um, did you, did you just want to be your authentic self to, to, for the father to, to reveal to you any uh, inauthentic portions in your life, whether it be friends, whether it be thoughts, whether it be dreams, you know, I remember when, when I think back of how the enemy attacked me, dreams that wasn't even in my dreams mm-hmm. and I was like wait a minute this is not something that I that I want to do and when we talking about it needed it it needing to be you and it needed to be your voice I remember being ridiculed ridiculed about the way I pray being ridiculed about my tongue so then of course me wanting to fit in and 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 conform myself to everyone else then I started to look to others to how they prayed but no, the Lord needs to hear your sound, mm-hmm. your voice, yes, and, and, and the way that, that you, the, the frequency of, of your voice. Um, we, we really don't realize how it has to be you. Mm-hmm. It cannot be anyone else. Yeah. And that is why the enemy has attacked our identity from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something that's new. Um, the enemy has always tried to attack our identity. So ask the Lord, reveal to me. If there's any inauthentic portions in my life, reveal it to me now, Lord, yeah. and show me, show me how to get to my authentic self, because we are to um, align to the identity that Christ has for us, not anyone else. Yeah, You know what I find interesting is, um, you know, it kind of uh, brings us to our next point inauthenticity. And you hit it so eloquently on the nose that inauthenticity breeds depression. Mm-hmm. It breeds anxiety. Mm-hmm. It breeds 
some mental health concerns, mm-hmm. you know, you could find yourself almost schizophrenic and, you know, in the natural and in the spirit yeah. because you're trying to deter, you're, you know, while you're trying to box yourself in, the real you is pushing, like yeah. pu- pu- trying to push through Somebody's and you're depressed. Trapped. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. And you're depressed because you're scared mm-hmm. and, and because you're scared and there's a level of fear as that intensifies and it heightens, it breeds anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now you're panicking. Now you're, you know, it, it, you see how it just catapults into one thing and it mutates from one thing to another because inauthenticity breeds unhappiness mm-hmm. it brings it, it breeds anger it breeds despair it breeds hopelessness mm-hmm. and long term these are some of the reasons why traumas exist because you you know you, we have such a difficult time just showing up as us and it, you know irregardless of who accepts mm-hmm. us or who doesn't mm-hmm. so even to the point of just the indicators of being boxed in or being inauthentic. Um, just understanding that, you know, if you're wrestling with the anger, mm-hmm. if you're wrestling with the hopelessness, if you're wrestling with depressed, to r- really examine the root. I know the root of my depression was that I couldn't show up as me. Mm-hmm. I was scared to put jewelry on at some, at, at some points in life. And, you know, I was scared to be to be this fashionable plus size woman Mm -hmm. because there was some that had a problem with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was uh, uh, afraid to show up in my professional world. You know, I developed imposter syndrome forever second guessing everything that I did, almost being double minded because I knew that I could do it, but I was so afraid of what would happen if I did do it. What would happen if I did show up? Who would have something to say? You know, in ministry I was constantly feared of being way in the spirit Mm -hmm. you know that burns me up you ever want to see me be burnt up you know try to weigh me in the spirit like because you think you're one thing and I'm down here or you put yourself on this pedestal and I'm down that ruffles my gears because who told you that that you were God yes who told you that because I don't think he sits high and looks low he he ain't at our vantage point (laughs) so you know those things you know stop me from being who I was and who Mm -hmm. I am you know I was was sleeping on myself Mm -hmm. because of what somebody else had to say and I think that kind of just brings us into our next point is how do now that we've talked about how ways that we were boxed Mm -hmm. now that we um identify the red flags of being unboxed or what it looks like to be unboxed or telltale signs of being boxed and and, inauthentic. How do we journey to unbox me? How do we journey to being our our, um, authentic selves? What will we tell our fellow pretty girls um, if there was anything that they needed to know in their journey of authenticity? What would it be? So I think it really would be sitting at the father's feet and sitting in his presence. And for some people, you know, even when I, I started my journey, I, I'm like, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> what does it mean to sit in the father's presence? You know, it is something that is very um, innate now, but it was, it was a foreign concept to me before. Um, really, it could just be sitting and clearing out your mind and listening to some worship music. It could be sitting and literally pouring out everything. I'm talking about because the father, he know you, he know, he know your beginning, he know your end, he knows you before you were formed. So he, there's nothing that you could tell him that he doesn't know and that you need to be embarrassed about. Um, it could be sitting there and pouring out to him. It could be journaling. You know, some people, you know, are not, you know, vocal, you know, journeying it down. It could be a voice note. 
It could be all of these things where you sit there and literally give these things to God. The other aspect of that is get into your word. You can't know who you are if you don't know. know. Yeah. Until you know who you are. The the word says that we should, we should, I'm not going to say that scripture, (laughs) but the word will tell you, the word will tell you who you are. Um, your identity, the, the, the key to your identity is in the Bible. It's so, so important to know the word, because if you know the word, you will know we are to emulate Christ. And if you don't know Christ, then then who would you know to emulate? Yeah. And then when it comes to people who come along and try to to feed lies, you right? Um, people who are workers of the enemy who try to plant things into you. If you know your word, you're gonna say no thyself. You're gonna say get behind thee, Satan, because you know that that is not the truth. So it's so important to get in His presence and to get in your word. Yeah. And then I would then I would say um just to go through the process. Yeah. Um Nakaya touched on that your your circle was going to change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's painful. Sometimes it's super super painful for God when he reveals to you that the people who you, who you thought for, were for you are not for you. And some of the time you already knew it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. You already knew it wasn't for you, but you were just so comfortable in some form of acceptance. Yeah, desire and companionship. Yeah, that, you, that you just stayed there. But God wants greater for us. He says abundantly. And us conforming to something that's not even a fraction of what God has for us ain't it. So you will see your, your circle change. You might even be in a period of isolation where the Lord literally just wants to have one-on-one conversations with you. And that is okay. Let me tell you, it was one of the most difficult, uncomfortable spaces that I experienced in my life. But when I tell you the fruit on the other side of that, Mm -hmm. I cannot describe to you. And, and that's not to say that I have arrived in any way, shape or form. There are, um, several things that the Lord is still working through when it comes to Kiwana. But let me tell you, go through the process, go through the process because you want to show up as you, because it's important that just like Nakaya just spoke about, there are people that you are assigned to Mm -hmm. not anyone else, but you that literally, if you don't stand up and do what you are called to do, they won't stand up either. Yeah. And that's important. You know, I think um, there are three things that I would advise in the journey to your own identity and authenticity. And um, along with what you said, I think it's equally important to grieve. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say grieve, grieve the time wasted because Mm -hmm. you know it was wasted time. Mm -hmm. Let's let's be honest. Um, I would grieve the wasted time. I would grieve having to take off the mask Mm -hmm. because the mask is comfortable. Mm -hmm. The mask is easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The, you know, though it's not you, the mask is easy to put on. Mm -hmm. So I would grieve taking the mask off. I would grieve the relationships. Mm -hmm. I would grieve the wasted time. I would spend time grieving even what was said about me Mm -hmm. that hurt me. Um, You know, I had to do that Mm -hmm. big time. You know, I had to, Get it out so that I never had to think about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's 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 important to grieve. It's equally as important to forgive yourself, mm-hmm. because even though we have grown comfortable in the facade 
Um, we knew it was wrong, yeah. but we were boxed in. We ain't had, we, it's, it's almost the equivalent of having your back up against the wall yeah. and not having a way to fight out of that. So, you know, for, forgive yourself for, um, you know, just, just being boxed in mm-hmm. and not being your, your, yourself. And I think that another tool is, you know, once, once you're out of it, once you've prayed your way out, once you've cried your way out, once you've screamed your way out, once you've journaled your way out, once you've counseled your way out, you went to therapy for your way out, whatever your way out looks like, don't ever come into agreement with something that somebody else has to say about you ever. Mm-hmm. You know, make it your business. Not that you'll be cold hearted towards people because people are going to offer advice when you ain't asked for it. Yes. But it doesn't <laughs> mean that you have to come into agreement with that thing. Because if it's not the voice of the Lord, you better check it at the roots and check the intention of what that person is saying to you. Mm-hmm. So never allow yourself to dim your light to come into agreement with something that somebody else says. Um, another, another, another nugget is to come out from among them. Yes. Kawana talked about isolation and we often think of isolation as a curse word mm-hmm. when it really can save you from heartache, further hurt, yes. further pain. If you would just get to yourself and, and, and begin to know yourself. Sometimes, you know what that looked like for me? It looked like taking the hottest shower that I could stand and, you know, spending the self-care time to lather up my body and mm-hmm. love on my body so I wouldn't hate it anymore. Mm-hmm. It looked like taking that extra few minutes to put the makeup on and put on my favorite fragrance because it wasn't for nobody else. I was trying to uplift, yes. uplift my my spirits. Mm-hmm. It looked like, you know, having moments of crying in private to get myself together so I could show up at me, as me in public. Mm-hmm. It looked like being honest with God that I really didn't like myself, but because you've called me to, these, to be this person, I'm going to be the best Nakaya there is because there was only one me. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it took a level of honesty. It took uncertainty. It yeah. took uncertain, uh, uncertainty within me for me to be me. You know, yeah. I was uncertain how people were going to respond to the, the, the real Nakaya really standing up. But it didn't matter. I got to a point where the naysayers, even the even the things the enemy tried to plant innately in me, um, I you know, I could rebuke that and still show up as me standing tall and in my own shoes and finally being comfortable because I, pro- I, I journeyed through that process. And your process may not be my process. Your journey and experience may not be my my journey and experience, but you have one. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's important to walk it out and don't rush it. Don't mm-hmm. rush it. Becoming you is a is a daily decision and it's a lifelong re- a, a occurring thing. Yeah. It's not something that you're just going to arrive in one day because we're always changing. We're constantly growing and developing. So it's a process, but enjoy the process. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the process yeah. because there's only one you. And, and, and wait till you you found you and you can take the box off. You can take the chains off. You can unyoke yourself from what society or the world says you are and truly become you. Baby is comfortable. You can sit back and be like, oh, I'm here I am. Here I am. <laughs> like and, and and not and not boastfully or pridefully, but there is a level of proud confidence. that you know, a confidence. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. There's a level of confidence that I have that I didn't have before that I can walk in a room as me if you like it or not and still be me with all that God has given me with all that God has trusted me with and walk out equally as God as God for that you know there is a level of esteem that I didn't once have that I'm like girl (laughs) like now you know I can I can laugh and smile and be me and not have to worry about taking a mask off when I get home because this is me yeah 
flaws and all. I ain't perfect. I got, you know, God is still working with me through a whole lot of things. But flaws and all, it, it's 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 a it's a joy to be Nakaya. Yeah. It's a yeah. joy to be a, to be the Kawana. Yeah. You know, it's a joy to be a pretty girl, but you, not nobody else's pretty girl, you pretty girl. It's yes. it's a joy to be you. And don't let anybody else tell you anything different. Yes. So I want to talk to all the singles out there because my sister talk about isolation. And a lot of times we think of singleness as being isolated. Um, and as I've been journeying to my authentic self, I wouldn't say I'm not going, I'm not going to use the, the word isolation, but a lot of people see singleness as isolation. And um, Nakaya talk about br- being brokenhearted. If anything, <laughs> when you were in this journey of becoming your authentic self, who God has called you to be, and you were looking for a spouse, it is one of the best things that you can ever experience. Um, as God has built me up in this space, can anybody just come up in here yeah. and be talking about I'm your husband? Nah, bro. Even, you. even I want to date you. And, and the Kanye can attest to this because she she knows. Oh, like, Jesus like I, listen. Because I'm like, nope, nope. God ain't said you. She be like, come on, nope, nope. That, that, that ain't him. But when you are in this space of, especially, you know, in authenticity, we didn't talk about insecurity. You yeah. know, it, it, insecurity is one of those two. other, those bad fruits that come along with being in, inauthentic. Um, you're insecure. So now you just stand for anything. Yeah. You just open door. You just happy for anything to give you attention. And I love this period of um, this one-on-one time with the Lord, because it's like when you, when you know how much the Lord loves you and when you know what the word says about you, you know, you're not just going to let anybody else going to come in. So all for my, for all my singles out there, I just want to encourage you to go through the process. To allow God to build you up, to allow God to get you to that point, that point of Godfidence, mm-hmm. you know, that you know you're pretty. That when somebody walk down the street and say, "Hey, pretty girl," and they really just, you know, want some nefarious, they have some nefarious intentions for you, that you already know you're pretty. Yeah. So you're not, um, you're not swept up in in these things that they're trying to say, but that you are, but that you are looking beyond it. Um, the one thing that I don't think we talked about was discernment. Um, as, and it's not necessarily that you don't have discernment when you are being inauthentic, but I will say that you definitely listen to your discernment when you are in your, your authentic self. And I would say that, um, you know, just to continue to pray for a heightened level of discernment, because when it comes to people who, um, who are trying to even plant things into you, um, your discernment will say, Oh no, um, um, I don't receive it. You know, you will see the intentions before they even try to come in. Um, and when, as we journey to that, to that space, to who we are truly called to be, we're not going to stand for nothing. And we're not just going to allow anybody support into us. So, um, discernment is another thing that, that, that I wanted to to speak on. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's important because you you tap dance around that, but I'm a dig. Mm -hmm. Your discernment is cloudy when you're listening to the voices Mm -hmm. of others and Mm -hmm. and you're not, you're not tuned into who you really are Mm -hmm. and who God 
says you are. It's cloudy. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not disappearing. I wouldn't say that, but I would say that it was cloudy. So mm-hmm. I, I agree that it's important that you know, in part, in part of the journey, you know, you know what's good ground and you know what's bad seeds. Right. Um. So you know what's for you and what's really just meant to try to um you know sidetrack you um on on other things other than authenticity. Right. Um. So you know. It, I think, you know, we stick our pen in the journey. You mm-hmm. know, it's going to be a journey, like we said earlier, you know, part of becoming your truest self is lifelong. Yes. You know, it's not just I've arrived. You might have arrived at one level, but my apostle always says it so eloquently. When you've reached the top of one level, it's the bottom of your next level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's starting over That's in so your good. next level or mm-hmm. you're at ground one in your next level. I'll say it again. When you've reached level 10, of one realm, you really have reached level zero of the next realm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so, you know, we never arrive. We're never, you know, just 100%. Um, but it's a journey. Yes. And, I, you know, I'm so excited. I want to talk to my pretty girls and pretty women out there that are watching this because it's a journey, but we're journeying with you. You know, it's a journey. It might be uncertain. You might be unsure, but we're with you. Mm -hmm. We're standing by you. We're rooting for you. You know, we all ain't haters. We all ain't naysayers, but there is a woman, there is a girl that is rooting for you either to come out so that they can come out or they've already come out and they're like, come on, girl, you can Mm -hmm. do it. We're we're literally rooting for you. We are waiting to give you the applause that you deserve because you have made the decision decision to journey as your authentic self. Yeah. So we're we're praying for you. We love you so much. Come out from among them. Yes. Be ye separated and don't entangle with the yoke of bondage. It's time for you to be who you were really called to be. Yes. Um, so we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode four where we um, just journey through our authentic selves. We dug a little bit. We hope we didn't offend you. We're never meant to <laughs> offend you but we mean for you to walk away with a change in perspective and a change in mindset so that you can come up it's time to come up and be you don't forget we're, to, we're streaming live every friday on facebook and youtube at 8 p.m and for our streamers that are streaming on the go we're on a, pl- a plethora of platforms including of apple music spotify <laughs> google music google Podcasts. we're on them all so check us out while you're at the gym on the go in your car washing dishes however you tune in mm-hmm. and don't forget to follow us on our socials here right here on Facebook and YouTube as well as Instagram at pretty girl underscore be hill yes. and TikTok where we post daily encouragement and daily insight and behind the scenes and that's at pretty girl B and until next time stay pretty and we will see you next week bye, bye. pretty girl